Welcome to this episode of 10 by 10, which is brought to you by the Department of Business and Innovation of Bucks County Community College, hosted by Dean Tracy Tilly. Welcome to Bucks County Community College's podcast brought to you by the Department of Business and Innovation. Today we have Keith Stefferoni with us. He's a federally licensed enrolled agent and his focus is on tax planning, tax advising, and tax preparation. I got to tell you, Keith, not my favorite topic. <laughs> well, it's not a lot of people's favorite topics, but that's why I'm here. So you can get a little bit more education, especially with the new tax changes. Um, it's something everyone should have at least a general understanding about. Yeah. And there there have been a lot of changes. So like, let's give let's just start with the basics. So how and when do you pay taxes and who do you pay them to? Uh, so it's a really good question. Um, so it really depends on who you are uh, when, in terms of the IRS, how it sees you. So if you're an employee, um, you get a W-2, which a lot of people have heard of, um, and that's considered salary um, in the way that the IRS looks at it. And typically, um, that is filled out on a W-4. And the W-4 tells um, your employer how much money on each paycheck are they going to take out for federal taxes, for state taxes, and for local taxes. Um, and so for an employee, if you have an employer, that's typically how you're taxed. And at the end of the year then, for the employee, they have all those taxes taken out. So typically, um, you don't have to worry then about yourself withholding more or paying any, any more taxes. Okay. So then, um, so for students, if they have, let's say they have multiple jobs, mm -hmm. what type of documentation should they be expecting from their employer and when would that come? Right, so once again, depends. If, um, if they're an, an employee, um, I would say right around um, the end of January or in February. So the employers are required by January 31st okay. to send out um, the W-2s and also 1099s. Um, now, what's a 1099? Good question. Um, so if you're not an employee, you're considered a freelancer or an independent contractor. And typically what that is, is you are doing work, but um, the work you're doing isn't considered under the rules of in being an employee. And so the 1099 is basically like the W-2, but with no withholding. Oh, so withholding means they take taxes out. Right. And no withholding means you have to take money out of whatever you receive to pay. Right. So the, the obligation is on you then to pay the taxes. So there's no withholding. So each quarter with the 1099 income, you have to pay in your responsible amount of taxes. And if you don't do that, there's actually a penalty come April. Oh, so that sounds like you need to do a little bit of planning if you're going to get a 1099. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, the thing that um, a lot of people don't understand is that they think that they can wait till April and say, oh, you know what, I'll just hold off until April to pay all the taxes. But there's actually a penalty. And with the new tax changes this year, that can be a 5% penalty on all the taxes you owe. So that's kind of a big number. Okay. So yes, definitely some planning and understanding um, how to pay those. 
And that, that's pretty much your specialty, right, is to work with people one-on-one to understand their tax profile and how they can be prepared so that they're not completely stressed out with this April 15th date looming. Exactly. Um, I work with a lot of freelancers and a lot of um, single-member businesses that do get a lot of these 1099s or just have a lot of business income. And yes, I work with them each quarter to make sure that they understand what amount they should actually be paying in. And it even gets a little more complex because you're not just paying into the IRS, but you have to pay into Pennsylvania and you have to pay in, in Pennsylvania, they have local taxes. So that's another jurisdiction you have to you have to worry about. Okay, so that's a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. So what tax advice would you give uh, students or recent college graduates or maybe even someone who has their own business um, so first of all, I would say um, for students, there know your deductions, know your credits, what you can take. Um, but before all of that, you have to figure out if you're a dependent. So if you're still a dependent of your parents, then that really affects what you can take as a deduction. And um, the way you would find that out is really just by asking your parents. So do you say to your parents, hey, am I a dependent? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, <laughs> When you find that out, um, you basically, any deductions that they're taking on your behalf, you cannot take. So it kind of limits you in your ability to get credits. So that's a lot of words that people who aren't in your industry might not understand. Deductions, credits, dependents. So I will simplify those. A deduction is simply, um, let me put it this way, you uh, generate income throughout the year, um, whether that be 1099, as a freelancer or um, a business owner, Mm -hmm. or you have salary. And then at the end of the year, when you do your taxes, there are these things called deductions, which reduce what the IRS considers taxable income. So that's good. You want deductions. You want deductions and deductions are really good. Then credits are even better because what happens is once the IRS says, hey, we have determined your taxable income and we now have come up with a tax that you owe us, a credit actually goes against the tax that the IRS says you have to pay. And so for students, there's two credits, uh, the American Opportunity Credit, which is up to uh, $2,500. And the other one is the Lifetime Learning Credit, which is a $2,000 credit. Okay. And the difference between the two is uh, the American Opportunity Credit, you are eligible for your first four years of secondary education. And then after that, you can take the lifetime learning credit for as long as you're alive. It's uh, it's available for anyone. So even if you're going back to school and you're for your work or you're doing it for an employer, you're able to take that credit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have a college student. Can I take those credits uh, because so she's in college? Yes, you could <gasps> take those credits if she's That's a dependent. Awesome. If she's a dependent, yes. Of course she's a dependent. <laughs> she's in college. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those two credits I would definitely look into if you're a student. The other thing is the student loan interest. That is another deduction that you can take up to $2,500 of your student loan interest you're paying throughout the year. So this is more for uh, graduate students. Okay, or, so you have to be paying back your loans. In correct, order to so do not that. someone that's currently in school. Okay. Um, so it would be after school, but that's something you should also be aware of. And then Just to jump to, you had said, um, for someone that owns their own business, Mm -hmm. um, really understanding the aspect of what is your business income 
for the quarter and then understanding what are your expenses because a lot of people miss out on deductions or don't know what they're eligible for. So um, I feel that speaking with a tax professional, whether that's, you know, meeting someone um, locally or finding someone online, however you feel is best for you, but talking to someone before jumping into taxes, especially this year with the tax changes. I think that that's very important. Sure. And so how does how does a student or somebody who just started their own business, how do they manage the cost of dealing with a tax professional versus the risk of not doing it? Because everybody's concerned about their their costs, obviously. And right. thinking about paying someone to talk about taxes, to me, is kind of like going <laughs> to the dentist. Right. You just don't want to do it, right? I, I completely agree with you. There's definitely that stigma. This is the way that I look at it is when you think of your personal finances, that's something that the more you work at that, the more you're able to have your money work for you, the better off you'll be not only today, but tomorrow and even for future generations, it really can benefit you. So I would say the same thing about taxes and tax planning. Taxes, yeah, may be simple today, but to have someone that's on your side that understands what's going on makes it less stressful. And then as new tax changes happen, you start to buy a house, you have a family, that person's there with you throughout all those major changes and you're ready to kind of, they kind of understand your situation. So um, in that way, I find it's very important. So it's more an investment in your future, essentially. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I think the idea is that um, having a tax professional over like an H&R block maybe Mm -hmm. is gonna be more expensive. It really isn't. And I think paying a little bit more can actually benefit you in the long run instead of saving maybe $100 um, and just going to an H&R block and just having your return prepared instead of having advice and planning. Great, great. So that was a lot of really good information. Mm -hmm. And Keith, you're going to come back and join us on campus for an information session and then also some one-on-one Q&A. So if students, alumni, local business people have questions from this podcast, we'll be uh, able to put that information out there so uh, they can come see you. Great. Great. Thank you, Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. This concludes this episode of 10 by 10. We invite you to listen and share our other episodes. 